0: Howdy, howdy, Linksters. It's Mark. Now, before I begin this episode, I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of you for the support that you've given me over the past 12 months during my time away from the Atari Lynx Handicast. You've all been so patient, and I really, really appreciate it. I do love doing this podcast, and it was pretty hard for me to step away from it for as long as I did. But I'm back in the proverbial podcasting saddle now. And I'm ready to get back on track with covering the game system we all love, the Atari Lynx. So, to everyone listening, thank you.
1: Eat. Sleep. Lynx. Repeat. Big enough Welcome This is the Atari Lynx Handicast This is episode 12, Clacks. And here is your host, Mark Little.
0: Thank you, Monty. Uh, By the way, Monty, I've always wanted to know do you happen to own an Atari Lynx? Why, yes. Yes, I do. Really? Well, that's fantastic. Um, what would you say is your favorite game for the system?
1: It's a toss up between Xybots and Tournament Cyberball 2072.
0: Zybots and Tournament Cyberball 2072. Hmm, interesting. Why those games in particular, my?
1: Well, you know, robots.
0: Ah, I see. Well, perhaps you could try the game I'm covering in this episode, which many Lynx fans consider to be one of the best games ever made for the Atari Lynx, part number PA-2031, Clax.
1: Well, I'm always willing to try any game. I will let you know what I think of Klax at the end of the episode. Bob's your uncle.
0: Well, I don't have an uncle named Bob, or even Robert, but okay, Monty. I can't wait to hear your opinion of Klax at the end of the episode. Anyway, Klax was developed by TenGen Incorporated, and released in October of 1990 by Atari Corporation. In this episode, I will be providing vital statistics about Klax, along with credits, gameplay, reviews, and ratings, some fun facts and trivia, and a good bit of listener feedback about the game. By the way, Clax is one of only three original release titles for the Atari Lynx that is played by turning the Lynx console around 90 degrees to the, right. Turn to the right. The other two titles were Gauntlet the Third Encounter, which I covered in Episode 05 over a year and a half ago, and NFL Football, a game I'll be covering in Episode 26, which is tentatively scheduled for hitting the feeds in February of 2021. And for your information, one aftermarket links release, Ryden, was also played in vertical mode. But enough about that. Before we can perpendiculate our Lynx consoles and start claxing, there is a little bit of LinkedIn news that I need to cover for you first. Link's Earlier this year, James Bolton from Retro HQ, better known as Saint, released the next batch of his highly sought-after Lynx SD Multicart to those who pre-ordered it on Atariage. The firmware in this version includes the new Menu Loader 2, which was created by Igor Croman of AtariGamer.com, along with help from Alex Thyssen of the Diary of a Lynx developer blog page and Kerry Kaksanen of White Lynx. The cost for the cased version, which fits into the Lynx 2 only, or for the uncased version, which fits into either the Lynx 1 or the Lynx 2, is £70 plus £2 shipping inside the UK, or £5 shipping outside the UK. To get on the pre-order list for the next batch of multi-cards, which will be renamed the Lynx GD for Lynx Game Drive, simply add a post to the Retro HQ posting on the Atari Age Lynx forums. And be sure to indicate Links 1 or Links 2, cased or uncased. You'll find the appropriate form linked in the Links links in the show notes. Nintendo Game Boy modder Benven is currently producing an LCD screen upgrade for the Atari Lynx 2 model that is selling for half of the cost of the McWill LCD upgrade, currently around $125 US, not including the shipping from Germany. Benven's version does not include the VGA output mod, which McWill includes in his kit. Right now, only the drop-in screen for the Lynx 2 is available. The screen for the Lynx 1 model will be available later. As of this episode's recording date, interested Linksters are able to purchase the Lynx 2 screen at Benven's website, benven.myshopify.com. The price is $50 US for the Chinese manufactured screen or $60 US for the Japanese manufactured screen. For an additional $5 US, Linksters can also purchase the recommended 3D printed frame bracket for the screen that was created by Igor at atarigamer.com. And finally, in August of 2019, Songbird Productions announced the acquisition of multiple classic gaming properties, including the entire handmade software library, except for Kasumi Ninja, including games such as Awesome Golf, Jimmy Connor's Tennis, Loops, and Malibu Beach Volleyball, Power Factor, and a limited license for Battlezone 2000. He also acquired a license for Battlemorph by ATD, Gordo 106 by Tenth Planet Software, a limited license for Super Squeak by Lorisiel, and Othello by Harry Dodgson. Carl from Songbird Productions says on his Atari Age Links forums post, I don't have imminent plans for most of these games, but thought it was worthwhile to build my IP library when the opportunities came. My congrats to Carl, and many thanks to him for nearly 30 years of his company's commitment to the Atari Lynx. A link to Songbird's Productions Lynx titles can be found in the Lynx links in the show notes. Well, that's enough Links in notes for this episode of the Handicast, but you can find a lot more current news about our favorite handheld console at atarigamer.com, so please check it out. Okay, at the risk of sounding risque, the time has come to start loading our paddles, dropping our tiles, and filling our bins as we explore today's game, Atari's answer to Tetris, Clax. Clax was originally scheduled for release in June or July of 1990, but didn't actually appear on the store shelves until October of 1990. The retail price in the U.S. was $34.99, up to $39.99, and in the U.K. the price was £27.99, up to £35. Clax was released by TenGen which was the name given by Atari to its computer and console development subsidiary to differentiate it from the arcade division, formerly known as the coin-op division. TenGen was originally a term used in the Japanese game Go. The name Atari itself had been derived from the same game in 1972. Clax was a 128K stereo game released originally in a curved lip-style cartridge. Clax is a falling-block puzzle game for one player only. The screen playfield orientation for KLAX is Portrait, or Vertical. Clax is based on the coin-op arcade game of the same name, developed by David Akers and Mark Stephen Pierce, and released by Atari Games Corporation in February of 1990. Clax was ported to many other systems besides the Atari Lynx, including the Amstrad CPC, the Atari VCS or 2600, PAL version only, the NTSC version was never finished the Atari 5200, the Atari 7800 in 2002, the Atari ST, the BBC Micro, the Commodore Amiga, the Commodore 64, DOS, the MSX, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Nintendo Game Boy, the Nintendo Game Boy Color, the PC-88, the PC-98, the Sam Coupe, the Sega Game Gear, the Sega Genesis, the Sega Master System, the Sharp X68000, the TurboGrafx-16 and the ZX Spectrum. Clax was also released together with Marble Madness for the Nintendo Game Boy Advance. There were no sequels produced for Clax, although Virtu Go on the PlayStation VR is a very close copy of the game. There are 100 levels or waves in Clax, and there are 5 different objectives for each wave. Packaging the carton for Clax is a regular sized, full color, standard flat tab style carton, 5 3/8 inches high by 4 38 inches wide by 7 8 inches deep. Also sold were a French version, two different Japanese versions, and a blister pack that was sold primarily in the European market. The front of the Clax carton looks like this. The background is black, most of the cover is taken up by the game's cover art outlined in a red frame, which depicts a purple and red conveyor belt, along with a collection bin beneath, on top of a green-lined grid, all shown in a receding perspective view. Between the bottom of the conveyor belt and the top of the bin, the drop meter screen, is a readout in red block letters that says, Tile Bonus One Million. There are four block tiles positioned at various points along the conveyor belt, each one a different color, green, blue, yellow, and red. There are also stacks of block tiles lying flat in the bottom of the bin, also in four different colors, green, blue, yellow, and red. Across the top of the graphic, against a light purple background with jagged white lightning bolts, is the title, Clax in block lettering. Each letter of the title is made up of three-dimensional blocks of different shapes and colors, although the blocks that make up the X in Clax are all only one color, red. There is one small white TM to the upper right of the title, Finally, straddling the bottom of the carton front cover art is the standard Lynx logo gray and black cartouche outlined in red. And at the bottom left corner of the carton front is a white Atari Fuji logo. The back of the Klax carton looks like this. The background is white, with a thin red frame surrounding most of the graphics and verbiage. Across the top, straddling the upper horizontal bar of the red frame, is a small version of the title in the same lettering style and background as that on the front of the carton. Below that is a vertical screenshot from the game, positioned in the upper left of the frame. This screenshot is an action shot of the game and shows the conveyor belt and collection bin, along with a blank drop meter in between. There are block tiles of several colors on both the conveyor belt and in the collection bin. The screenshot also indicates a score of 1130 at the top. To the right of this screenshot in large red italicized lettering is the phrase Stack them, whack em, and match them. Below the screenshot and the phrase is the following paragraph. Get set for arcade action in living color. In Clax, capture the colored tiles and flip them into stacks. Create a Clax by matching three or more colored tiles. The pace quickens. You've got to move fast, but beware. Once you start, you'll never want to stop. Below that, straddling the lower horizontal bar of the red frame, and also outlined in red, is a smaller version of the Atari Lynx logo cartouche. Finally, at the lower left of the back of the carton is the Atari Fuji logo in black. At the bottom center of the carton is the following copyright info. Atari, the Atari logo and Lynx are registered trademarks or TMs of Atari Corporation. Clax is a TM of Atari Games Corporation, licensed to Tengen. Copyright 1990, Tengen Incorporated, all rights reserved. Licensed to Atari Corporation, copyright 1990, Atari Corporation, Sunnyvale, California, 94089-1302. All rights reserved, printed in Hong Kong, made in China. And finally, as usual, the official seal of the FBI is depicted on the right bottom of the carton, bracketed at the top by the usual phrase, Winners don't use drugs, and at the bottom with the name William S. Sessions, Director, FBI. As far as carton tabs go, well, my carton is still sealed and I really don't want to remove the shrink wrap to check the tabs. However, I will hazard a guess at what might be printed on it. The upper left inside tab of the carton for Clax should include the numbers CA400419-031 and C398100-031, and printed on the bottom left inside tab of the Clax carton would be a small circle with the numbers 1 through 12 surrounding it, similar to a clock face, but the number 10 would be missing. Inside the circle should be printed the number 1990. This would indicate that the original print date for the carton was in the 10th month, or October, of 1990. Above the circle would be the initials GC, which would refer to one of several printing houses that Atari used between August of 1987 and June of 1990 to print what is known among 2,600 game collectors as the red box cartons. If any of you Linksters have Clax cartons with different information on the tabs, please let me know. The Manual the instruction manual for Clax is a stapled regular-sized booklet in monochrome, measuring the usual 4 and 7/8 inches high by 3 and 3/4 inches wide. There are 12 pages in the manual, including the front and back covers. Across the top of the front page of the manual is the standard cartouche with the Atari Lynx logo, outlined as usual in light red, it's almost pink, and the Atari Fuji logo bracketing the Lynx logo at the left. Beneath the logo are the words Video Game Manual. Down the right-hand side of the manual is a gray vertical band with faux-embossed Lynx font Xs. The remaining cover art is a monochrome version of the carton cover art and title. The inside of the front cover of the manual includes the table of contents, along with two paragraphs of boilerplate info about the accuracy of the printed manual, followed by the Atari Corporation and TenGen Incorporated copyright and trademark information. Interestingly, included in this info is the sentence Original Game by Mark Stephen Pierce and David Akers with Pierce's last name misspelled as Peace, P-I-E-C-E. The next page after that, labeled page one, includes the heading Tic Tac Tiles along with the following two paragraphs underneath. You've selected your level and now the colored tiles start to tumble down the ramp. You zoom your paddle back and forth to catch the tiles and flip them into the bins to create rows of same colored tiles. The rows can be vertical, horizontal, or diagonal, and three or more tiles in a row creates a Klax. Sounds easy, right? It is until the tiles speed up and tumble down the ramp so fast that you can barely keep up. Faster and faster, your paddle becomes a blur as you struggle to keep up the pace. Will you hear the wild cheers and applause as you ace the wave? Or will you cringe under the disappointed groans of the clax audience when you lose? Either way, you'll find yourself quickly addicted to the good clean fun of tic-tac-clacks. Getting started instructions continue through the rest of page 1 and on to the midpoint of page 2. The rest of page 2 on through page 3 provide the instructions for playing the game, which I'll outline in more detail in the playing the game segment coming up. The top of page 4 includes a schematic of the action window seen during gameplay. Descriptions of the parts of the action window continue below the schematic and on through to the middle of page 5. The middle of page 5 on through to the top of page 8 includes descriptions of the waves, including a schematic and description of the wave selection screen, as well as the wave objectives. The middle of page 8 includes strategies for playing the game. The bottom of page 8 through page 9 includes the scoring for clacks. And finally, the back cover of the manual is mostly blank, except for the Atari Fuji logo at the bottom, with the Atari Corporation 1990 copyright information beneath that. My copy of the Clax manual includes, at the very bottom of the back cover, printed in Hong Kong, then GC 10.1990, indicating an original print date of October 1990, and then C398.102-031, revision A. And as far as I can determine, the manual for clacks released in the United States was available in an English version only.
1: The Atari Lynx Handicast will return after this brief vintage advert.
2: One. This two, man is counting the three, places three, new stacks are four, toasted. Front, five, back, six. Sides. In fact, stacks are toasted in places where other cereals don't even have places. That's why we call stacks the Crunch Maker. And that means stacks have the crisp, crunchy flavor of toasted whole wheat. You can count on it. New Wheat Stacks, the Crunch Maker. Toasted in places where other cereals don't even have places.
0: Clax was developed by Tengen Incorporated. Tengen, as I mentioned, was an American video game publisher and developer that was created by the arcade game manufacturer Atari Games to focus on the home game market, computers and console games. The Atari Lynx port of Clax was programmed by Greg Omi, OMI, who also worked on the art and graphics for the game. Omi was also a programmer for Todd's Adventures in Slime World, and he was thanked in the credits for his work on the Atari Lynx port of Rampage art and animation for Klax was completed by Susan G. McBride, Gary Johnson, K. E. Rudis, and the aforementioned Greg Omi. Susan G. McBride also provided artwork for the Atari Lynx titles Shanghai, Rampage, Ms. Pac-Man, Warbirds, and Checkered Flag. Clax was the only Atari Lynx title with artwork by Gary Johnson, and K.E. Rudis also worked on the art for Todd's Adventures in Slime World for the Lynx. The very unique music and sound effects for Klax were created by prolific Lynx musician and sound engineer L.X. or Alex Rudis. In addition to Klax, Rudis is also credited, often with fellow sound engineer Bob Vieira, for at least 12 other Lynx games during his time at Epic's Incorporated and at Atari TenGen later on. You can hear more about Rudis' work, especially as it relates to the links title, Chips Challenge, by listening to an interview that I did with both him and programmer Chuck Somerville in 2018. There's a link to both the audio and the YouTube video of the interview in the links links in the show notes.
1: The Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this podcast promotion.
3: Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart-by-Cart Podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer to the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at XEGS8Bit.com. That's XEGS, the number 8, bit.com.
1: the game
0: After installing the Clax cartridge and pressing the on button, the Clax title screen appears and a bouncy title screen tune begins. The background of the title screen is gray with black animated geometric shapes. The game name appears near the top with three circular sprites surrounding it. A white gloved hand then appears, moving the credited programmers names in yellow lettering up from the bottom or over from either side of the screen. This sequence will cycle indefinitely until the player presses either the A or B button twice to skip the loading and title screens. The select a skill level screen will then display. There's a small light blue arrow to the left of each skill level, easy, medium, or hard, with which the player can scroll through using the D-pad. Pressing the A or B button then selects the skill level selected. After a skill level is chosen, the screen then displays the Select a Wave screen. This screen shows four boxes, two at the top and two at the bottom. Three of the boxes, the top two and the lower left boxes, have black backgrounds and indicate levels higher than the previous level completed. And the fourth box, on the lower right, with the blue background indicates the highest wave level completed during the current play session. Each box displays the wave level number, the number of tiles that can fall into the drop zone before the game ends, and the number of bonus points awarded upon completing the level. When starting the game for the first time, Wave 1 is displayed in the upper left box, Wave 6 is displayed in the upper right box, and Wave 11 is displayed in both lower boxes. Only the lower right box will indicate different, higher levels as the player continues through the game. The object of the game is to accurately place colored tiles that tumble faster and faster down the ramp. To earn points and to progress from level to level, you must place the tiles in vertical, horizontal, or diagonal patterns called klaxes. Three or more same colored tiles in a row is a clax. The colored tiles advance down the ramp toward a paddle that you control with a joypad. You must move the paddle back and forth in the paddle slide to catch the tumbling tiles as they arrive at the bottom of the ramp. Move the paddle by pressing right or left on the joypad. The tiles fall into the paddle. You can stack a maximum of five tiles on your paddle at a time. To form klaxes, you must flip tiles into five bins below the paddle slide. To flip a tile from the paddle into a bin, position the paddle over the desired bin and press A or B. The top tile on your paddle flips into the bin. Each time you make a clax, the entire clax highlights and disappears from the bins. That gives you more room to place more tiles. You receive points for every clax you complete. If you plan ahead and create more complex claxes, you earn more points. You also receive points for empty spaces left in the bins and for any tiles left on the ramp when you complete a wave. Use wild tiles, which count as any color, to complete especially complex claxes. Wild tiles display multiple colors in turn as they tumble down the ramp. You can also make the tiles come down the ramp more quickly. Just press down on the joypad to increase the speed of the tiles. If you don't want a particular tile on your paddle anymore, but you are not ready to place it into the bin, press up on the joypad to flip the top tile back onto the ramp. But be careful. You don't want too many tiles on the ramp at one time. If your paddle is full or you don't get to a tile in time, the tile falls into the deadly drop zone after uttering an excruciating cry. And if too many tiles fall into the drop zone abyss, it's the end of the game. Each of the 100 clax waves has one of five possible objectives. Clax wave, diagonal wave, horizontal wave, points wave, and tile wave. The objective is displayed before you begin each level. On some waves, you must achieve a certain number of horizontal klaxes. Or vertical klaxes. Or diagonal klaxes. This is called a clacks wave.
4: Clack wave.
0: Some waves require you to survive a number of tiles any way you can, placing the tiles quickly to make clacks and freeing up space in the bins for the tumbling tiles.
4: Tile wave.
0: Still, other waves require you to earn a certain number of points. Point wave. Tiles move faster and faster, and you become more and more frantic to place them all before they fall into the drop zone. If you complete a high-scoring clax such as five of the same color in a row, you'll get a special kudos. Yeah! If you succeed in completing the level objective, you'll hear a round of applause, and you'll be allowed to move to the next level. However, the game ends if you fill up all 25 spaces in the bins before you have completed the level objective. If you fail to successfully complete a wave, you will be given the choice of continuing or starting over. Starting over returns you to the credit screen. Continuing allows you to try the level again. Use the up and down joypad to move the arrow next to your selection and press A or B.
1: Strategies
0: Try for complex claxes on lower level waves to increase your score. Go for chain reactions and simultaneous claxes. Don't throw too many tiles back up onto the ramp. You can get into trouble very quickly. Try for more complex claxes on points waves. Get the big points quickly. You probably will not be able to complete the level with simple vertical claxes. And sometimes simple claxes work best. Don't get cocky on a high level tile wave or you will end up with 5 full bins and a bunch of tiles with nowhere to go. And finally, use wild tiles to complete multiple claxes. Scoring: During gameplay, you receive points for the claxes you recreate. When you complete a wave, any of the following bonus points earned will be added to your score. Points for the empty spaces left in the loading bins, all tiles left on the ramp when you complete a wave, and any warp bonus points that apply to the wave. Here's how the points are awarded. Vertical 3 tiles, 50 points, 4 tiles, 10,000 points, and 5 tiles, 15,000 points. Horizontal 3 tiles, 1,000 points, 4 tiles, 5,000 points, and 5 tiles, 10,000 points. And finally, Diagonal 3 tiles, 5,000 points, 4 tiles, 10,000 points, and 5 tiles, 20,000 points. And that is how you play Klax.
1: The Atari Lynx Handicast will return after this brief vintage advert. The Link's sound quality is so good, it makes every game seem more realistic. Atari Links, the Portable Video Arcade. Reviews and Ratings
0: The reviews for Klax ranged from pretty good to near perfect. There were no bad reviews at all, but that may only be because the eternally negative video game critic didn't bother reviewing the game. Please remember that links to the complete reviews and ratings for Klax that I summarize here can always be found in the Links Links section of the show notes. Here are some of the highlights of the reviews that I found. Kyle, wave. Clayton Walnum, the former editor of ST Log Magazine, wrote this about Klax in issue 39 of Start Magazine in December of 1990. Once you start playing clax, a maniac with an Uzi won't be able to tear you away. Not only are the graphics clean and vivid, the music is darn near good enough to dance to, and the digitized sound effects and speech are astonishing for such a small unit. Interestingly, the byline in the magazine about Clayton Walnum stated that he was working on a book about the Atari Lynx for Hayden Books, but I could find no information about when or even if the book was ever released. I have reached out to Mr. Walnum online about this, but as of the recording date of this episode, I have yet to receive a response from him. Clack Wave. The review crew, in issue 14 of Electronic Gaming Monthly Magazine from September of 1990, provided these ratings and reviews for Clacks. Steve gave the game a rating of 9 out of 10, saying, This is the best version of Clacks the home market will ever see. Clacks is great, on the go, and never looked better. Ed gave the game an 8 out of 10, saying, Clax nearly duplicates the feel of the arcade version. Awesome sounds. Martin also gave the game an 8 out of 10, saying, The Lynx version of Clax is the best there is, surpassing both the Genesis and Turbo versions. Awesome title music. And finally, Sushi X also gave the game an 8 out of 10, saying, The best version of this mind puzzler yet. Great voice interaction. I look forward to the Odyssey 2 version next year. Uh, yeah, he'll be waiting a long time for that one. Point Wave. In the January 1991 issue, issue number 110 of the UK video game magazine Computer and Video Games, reviewer Julian Rignall went overboard with exclamation points in his review of Clax. Wow. Link's Clax is an absolute replica of the coin-op, with perfect graphics and even more perfect speech. Highly recommended. It's the best Link's game yet. He gave the game an overall rating of 93% out of 100%. Diagonal Wave. In the March 1991 issue, issue number 5 of the UK magazine Rays, reviewer Richard Montero says this about Clax in his Atari Attack column. A stunning version of the coin-op classic. Without doubt, this is the best version of Clax ever. Simple to play, a lifetime to master. Get it. Kyle Wave. Kaida Aida, in a 1995 review of Klax at Atari HQ, summarized by saying, Make no bones about it. Clax is a winner. Kaida gives the graphics a 9 out of 10, sound 10 out of 10, and gameplay 9 out of 10, with an overall rating of 9 out of 10. Pretty solid score. Clack Wave Veteran writer Robert A. Jung's 1999 review of Klax ends with this verdict. This is an incredibly simple and totally addictive game, appealing to both the mind and the reflexes alike, that has made a perfect transition from the arcade. Between the friendly gameplay, elegant graphics, and stunning sound and music, Clax on the Links is highly recommended. Diagonal Wave Jay DeLuna, in his 1999 review at FAQs, summarized his review about the game with this. Klax is a great game. Fans of Tetris will love this title. In addition to the great brain-busting gameplay, Clax is one of the few games to turn the links on its side. Meaning to play Klax, you've got to flip the links sideways. This was the only way Clax would look right. And once you adjust, you'll hardly notice. This game gets a thumbs up. He rates the game 4.5 hearts out of 5. Outstanding. Point. Wave. Garez gives Clax an overall score of 8 out of 10 in his 2001 review on GameSpot, summarizing, If you can get your hands on a copy of this game, you should, so you can try and see for yourself how addictive fun is. However, I must warn you, if you start playing, you might not be able to stop. Kyle, wave. At Defunct Games, Patrick O'Connor, in his 2006 typographical, error-laden review of Clax, gave the game a B+, saying, I felt like Clax was Atari's answer to the Tengen Tetris debacle. Problem is, I don't feel that this game can really stand up to the greatness of Tetris. It is, however, a very fun, frantic puzzle arcade port that any Lynx owner shouldn't be without. Clack Wave, Damon Plus provided this summary for the game in his 2007 Game FAQs review. While Clax has some flaws, the graphics and especially the music make playing the game worthwhile and more fun than in any other versions. In the end, Clax is one of the best puzzles of the system and the better home version of the game. He rates the game 4.5 hearts out of 5, or 9 out of 10 overall. Diagonal wave. Finally, John McQueen, in his 2018 review of Klax on atarigamer.com, gave the game an overall rating of 8.5 out of 10. Here's his summary. Overall, Clax is the perfect timeout puzzle game to play on the Lynx. It doesn't require long, deep playing sessions like Chip's Challenge, or the rapid fire shooting action of Crystal Minds 2. It's a title that just requires a steady, concentrating mind that can question what would happen if I placed this tile there. It's terrific for both playing yourself or even watching someone else to see if they can get to the same Wave that you did. Even with the unusual control method and lack of in-game music, this is a puzzler that no Lynx puzzle fan should be without. It's a classic for a reason, and even though it's on the older side, there's no better time than to find out what the fuss has been about than right now. Seen the game? Grab it. And get Claxing.
1: Mark's Review
0: In short, I think Clax is a near-perfect game. Here's what I like. I like the graphics, simple yet effective, including different backgrounds for each level. Nice touch. I like the music, limited though it is only to the opening title sequence. I really love the sound effects, especially when scores are being tallied up as each level is completed. And finally, I love the sheer madness that ensues as one progresses from one level to the next. The gameplay is simple to learn but hard to master, which always makes for a great gaming experience. Kudos to the programmers for deciding to use the vertically oriented playfield too. And it also doesn't hurt that Clax is a spot on dead ringer for the arcade version. What I don't like. Well, really, there's nothing I don't like about Klax. It is always a go-to game whenever I pick up my links, and it never fails to satisfy. The only two improvements I would offer to the developers, one, a splash screen between important levels, say after each five levels are completed, that would include the awesome title sequence music, and two, a save option that doesn't involve using a warp to level cheap. So here's how many links out of five that I'm giving Klax. Gameplay 5 links graphics, 5 links, controls, 5 links, music, 4 links, only because it's only heard, as I said, upon game start, and sound effects, 5 links, and for my overall rating, 4.8 links out of 5. And that's it for reviews for Klax.
1: The Atari Links Handycast will return after this podcast promotion.
5: Hey, you ever sit around the house and wonder, hey, what's going on with news or anything exciting?
6: I do. I do. How
5: about if you sat around the house and you thought, hey, what movies are out right now? Or what does
6: somebody have for show and tell? If you've ever wondered any of that, you can listen to our show, Please Stand By.
5: And come along with us as we journey down all of those items to tell you what's going on with us.
6: Because you care about us. (laughs) As
5: you should. Right. (laughs) Or you better. (laughs) www.zerbinator.wordpress.com Come by there for all your podcasting needs.
1: (laughs) Fun Facts and Trivia Online options.
0: Single loose cartridges on eBay, there were three loose carts ranging in price from $9.99 to $14.50, averaging $5.86. Single cartridge manual combos on eBay over the last 90 days, there were two loose cart manual combos ranging in price from $7.90 to $7.95, averaging $7.93. Single CIBs on eBay, there were five listings sold ranging in price from $9.95 to $24.95 and that's an average of $19.16. Loose cartridges sold in a lot on eBay. There were four lots. One lot that included loose carts of Klax, Viking Child, Rampart, and Chips Challenge, all for $32.99. One lot that included Klax plus 18 other loose carts, all for $167.62. One lot that included Klax plus 16 other loose carts all for $240 and one lot from the UK that included a loose cart of Klax and a Lynx 2 console all for $91.62. CIBs sold in a lot on eBay. There were three lots that included CIB copies of Klax. One lot that included Klax plus NIB copies of Hydra, Crystal Mines 2, Steel Talons, Kung Food, Dirty Larry Renegade Cop, Super Squeak, and RoboSquash, all for $33. One lot that included an NIB copy of Clax plus NIB copies of 11 other games and accessories, all for $144.95. And one lot that included an NIB copy of Clax and a Lynx 2 console for $191.04. The average price for a loose cartridge at PriceCharting.com was $7.70. For CIB, it was $10.51. For an NIB it was $19.28, for a carton only it was $4.16, and for a manual only it was $2.61. Digital Press gives a value of $2 for a loose cartridge of Klax. RarityGuide.com gives Klax a value of $16 for a new in-box copy, $8 for a complete in-box copy, and $3 for a loose cartridge.
1: Prices at other retailers.
0: The price list systems at BNC crashed on August 3rd, 2018, and they still have not been restored as of this recording date. Best Electronics is selling CIB copies of Plaques for $14.95 and Loose Carts for $9.95, but keep in mind that the price list has not been updated since September 29, 2019, so they may be out of stock by now. The Gamesman in Australia is selling new in-box copies of Klax for $24.95 Australian. The Goat Store is selling a loose copy of Klax for $14.94. Telegames in the UK has copies of Klax for sale at £19.98 including tax, but they do not specify whether it is a loose cart, a cart manual combo, or a CIB or NIB copy. And Video 61 in Atari sales has new in-box copies of Klax for $49.95. Rarity Atari Age gives Klax a rarity score of 2, which is Common Plus. Almost as ubiquitous as Common, but may vary slightly from collector to collector. Even beginning collectors can find almost all of these without much difficulty. AtariGamer.com gives Klax a rarity score of 21 out of 100, which is Common. A little harder to find and starting to get some rarity. The French version of Clax gets a rarity score of 29, and the blister pack carton version of Clax gets a rarity score of 26, both of which are common. The Japanese version of Clax gets a rarity score of 70, which is rare plus 1. Extremely hard to find, hardcore collectors want it. And the Japanese non-music variant of Clax gets a rarity score of 85, which is a rare plus two. Impossible to find, prepare to sell your firstborn for it. Digital Press provides a rarity score of 2 for a loose cartridge of clax. RarityGuide.com gives a rarity score of 26% out of 100% for clax. And RarityGuide.com gives a rarity score of 26% out of 100% for clax. High scores. The top high score for clax on original hardware, as recorded on HighScore.com, is 106,550 points by dj5kjlara in austin texas on october 8 2014. in emulation the top three high scores for clacks are 132,040 points by s Baz in eugene oregon on october 12 2014 98,515 points by dj5kjlara in austin texas on october 8 2014 and 57,545 points by Eric Esoteric in Liverpool, Pennsylvania on October 6, 2014. There are no high score records posted in Twin Galaxies for CLACs. The Atari Age High Score Club 2016-2017 Round 4. The scores posted are 549,380 points by Payo, 387,125 points by Bad Pricey, 207,960 points by Darth Kerr, 203,540 points by Jeremiah JT, 145,325 points by Jay Blankel, and 117,230 points by Roadrunner. My own high score is 106,040 points in easy mode on March
1: 24, 2018. Cheats, hints, and Easter eggs.
0: Atari Age provides the following Big X Warp Cheat Code for Clacks. You can warp to level 56 by getting a Big X on level 11, giving you 700,000 Warp Bonus Points if started with 11. You can also warp to level 51 by getting a Big X on level 6, giving you 600,000 points for a Warp Bonus. GameSpot.com provides the following Warp Cheat Code for Clacks. At the Wave Select screen, press Up, Up, Down, down, up, down, up, down, up, up, down, down. GameSpot.com also provides the following cheat for the Japanese version of Klax. You can press select during gameplay to make a tile appear on your paddle. It is always the same type of tile and you can do this an infinite number of times to clear the screens quicker. The programmers must have inadvertently left this in the game. And that wraps up fun facts and trivia for Clacks on the Atari Lynx. The Atari Lynx Handycast
1: will return after this brief vintage advert. Coming to a screen near you in over 4,000 colors with full stereo sound on the largest portable video game screen in the world. Free only on Atari Lynx. Batman Returns, a $50 value, free with any purchase of the Atari Lynx game system. Now for a limited time only. The feedback.
0: I have a bin full of feedback from a few loyal Linksters about Klax, so let me get right to it.
1: Facebook comments and messages.
0: After I posted the usual goofy photo of myself on the Atari Lynx Handicast Facebook page, soliciting feedback for the Clax episode of the Handicast, I received a photo of Jamie Lanoue's Lynx 2 console playing Klax. Thanks, Jamie. After I posted a link on the Atari Lynx fans' Facebook page promoting episode 11, Zarlore Mercenary, of the Handicast, John McQueen, resident game reviewer at atarigamer.com, said, Listening right now. And Chuck Somerville, programmer of Chip's Challenge, Zarlore Mercenary, and several other Lynx titles, gave me a smiley face. And I responded to Chuck, This shmup is masterful, Chuck. The best on the system, in my honest opinion. You are to be commended, and thanks for the smiley face. Chuck responded, it's my habit to use smileys instead of hitting like. Thanks, guys. John McQueen also commented on my solicitation for Klax feedback on the Atari Lynx fans' Facebook page with this. Hi, Mark. Great job on the Atari Lynx Handicast, as always. I look forward to each chapter. I never tried Clax until much later on in my Lynx journeys, but I always heard good things about it. When I actually purchased it, the thing that stood out to me most was the music and sound. Even after all the later Lynx releases and homebrew games, Klax still features some of the best audio I've ever heard on the Lynx. I like how every tile sounds different as they flip across the conveyor belt, and the awesome audio effect when you clear a row of tiles. The audio speech also rocks, but best of all is the Klax title screen tune. This track is just amazing. And it's hard to believe that bass guitar is coming out of the Lynx speakers. It's funny what gaming quality stands out in particular titles. For Lynx Lemmings, I love the visuals. For Chip's Challenge, it's the level design. But for Klax, it's that incredible audio. Very few Lynx puzzlers come close to matching it. And I responded, Thanks for the feedback, John, and keep up the great reviews on AtariGamer.com. On the same posting, I received this comment from William N. Nash. Just listen to your latest episode. First time listener here. Good job. Very insightful. Well researched and produced. And I responded, Thank you for the kind words, William. And I hope you'll keep listening and lynxing. After I posted a link on the Atari History Group Facebook page promoting episode 11, Zarlor Mercenary, of the Handicast, writer Kieran Hawken said, I listened to this today and it was brilliant. I have so many great memories of Zarlor. It was actually the first ComLink's game I ever played. Then a few years ago, I finally got to do it four-player at an event I organized. I responded, I bet ZM is a real hoot when it's comlinks with three other players. Tomorrow, I'll be attending my monthly Atlanta Historical Computing Society meeting, and there are at least three other Lynx owners who regularly attend. If they have the ZM carts, perhaps I can challenge them to a ZM session. If so, I'll report back how it went. Kieran also said on this page, I wish I could remember to do an audio submission. I always have so much going on, I forget about it. And I responded, no problem, Kieran. With your YouTube videos, podcasts, and writing, I'll take anything I can get, smiley face. And thanks so much for your kind words about the ZM episode. Your opinion is very valuable to me, and I really appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Be sure to check out Kieran's Laird's Lair videos on YouTube, as well as his books and Retro Gamer magazine articles. Software developer Bill Kendrick sent me a Facebook message review of Klax. Clax was one of the Lynx titles that fascinated me when I borrowed my friend's unit back in high school, in the early 90s. I started attempting to make a Clax clone for my beloved Atari 8-bit computer, but I failed to get much further than a slick looking title screen, smiley face. Fast forward many years and I sat down and wrote an actual working version for Linux then immediately clobber my source code when trying to get it ready to post online. Therefore, it's lost forever, sad face. I don't think I'll have the patience or time to try again. I did happen to make a video of the game in action before I accidentally murdered it. I'd love it if you shared my lost artifact with your listeners. I have a link to your video in the links links in the show notes, Bill. Bill continues, Back to the real clacks. I did actually play Klax in the arcade once, also back in the 90s. And it's, of course, one of the first titles that I got for my Lynx when I picked up a pair of them in the late 90s. I also have it for the PlayStation on one of the Atari collection discs. Thanks for listening, and keep up the good work. Yours is an excellent podcast, golf clap. I responded, that is awesome, Bill. I loved the video, and of course I will share with the Linkster community on the next episode. Too bad the source code is gone but at least you have a video of it working. Thanks so much for sharing your memories and video about Klax. It was great to hear from you. And that about covers Facebook feedback. Thanks everyone. Now let's move on to Twitter.
1: Twitter tweets and messages.
0: I got one comment in response to my tweet that episode 11 Zarlur Mercenary was available. Cujo tweeted, Handicast is
1: heating up. Instagram comments.
0: On Instagram, in response to my picture of the Epics character from Zarlur Mercenary, this Place Means Death commented, To me, better than Raiden. Also on Instagram, in response to the goofy photo of myself soliciting feedback for Klax, Tabu Roto said, Yeah! And This Place Means Death said, Bought Klax for the Master System last week, but the music is so bad and no voices like on the Lynx. Lynx Power, best Tetris light game ever. Three thumbs up. That's it for Instagram posts. Now on to Atari Age Comments and Messages.
1: Atari Age Comments and Messages.
0: I received a comment about Clacks from David Calgary29 who said, Yeah, best Lynx game ever, which is saying something. Please give it lots of love, smiley face. And I hope I'm doing that right now, David. I also received a suggestion for the handicast from Turbo Laser Lynx on the Atari Age Lynx forums. He said, One thing about the handicast. Have you ever thought of grouping some of the not-so-great titles together? For example, two to four in one show? I know that it's a bit against the game-by-game approach of the show, so I'm just throwing it out there. I would still find it as a big proof of willpower, and a bit comedic, too, to create a one-to-two-hour high-quality episode of, for example, Kung Fu or Basketball. Well, Basketball's coming up. Well, that's a good suggestion, and one I considered implementing in the Handicast's original concept early on. But ultimately, I decided against combining lesser-known games or minor releases into a single episode for two reasons. Uh, One, I would very much like to keep the Handicast in line with the game-by-game aesthetic that was pioneered by the podfather himself, Ferg, of the Atari 2600 Game-by-Game podcast. Although, to be fair, Ferg himself went into a multiple-game-per-episode convention as early as Episode 3, seven years ago. And two, I want to give each game a full-on outline that would incorporate as much research as I could possibly collect. Now there may not be as much information, or at least as much interesting information about a game like basketball, as there might be about a major release like California Games but I'm still committed to giving each game, big or small, good or bad, a fair shake. Of course, the length of the episode might run a bit shorter for the Lynx's so-called mediocre games. We
4: are the mediocre president.
0: It's a good suggestion, but I think I'll stick to the format I've already established, even if it might mean I'll be doing this podcast until I'm old and gray. Well, older and grayer
1: trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere.
0: Cheers, Turbo Laser Links. Now it's time to move on to some emails. Emails. I received one email about Clax from Eugenio, TrekMD on Twitter and Atariage. Here's what he wrote. Hello, Mark. I hope you are doing well. I listened to the previous episode on my drive to Orlando and really enjoyed it. It, along with a few other podcasts, made the trip go by faster. In any case, I wanted to share with you my feedback for today's game, Klax. I had no idea what Clax was when I got my links. I just got the game along with others when I purchased the system as I wanted to get all the titles I could for the links. I was not aware that this was a port from an arcade game either. That is something I learned many years later and not until recently had I had a chance to play the arcade machine. I have, however, seen other versions on other systems, including the Atari 2600, Atari 7800, and the Sega Genesis. But the Lynx version still remains my favorite. While some of my friends had Tetris on their Game Boys, I had Klax on my Lynx, and I savored it. I was immediately hooked with this title, and I've spent many, many hours making Klaxes. I will play this from level 1, or from one of the higher levels, just for the fun of it. The Lynx game works great not only because of how it looks but also because of how it sounds. Having the voice announcing what is happening each wave, the applause when you complete a wave, the ah voices when you lose, or even having a tile scream when it falls off the edge just adds to the gameplay and is something missing from the other Atari home system ports. It's not really clacks without that. The Lynx has it all. Going to the Final Frontier Gaming Eugenio Well, thanks for the feedback, Eugenio, and I'm happy that the Lynx Handicast played at least a small part in keeping you occupied during your drive to Orlando. I myself have made that six-hour trip from my home in Atlanta to Orlando many, many times, and podcasts can be a really great companion. I'm also glad that you enjoyed claxing on the Lynx as much as I do. I agree that not only are the sounds and gameplay spot on, but also that the Lynx port is the best of the bunch. By the way, I've never played the Atari VCS or 2600 version before. My understanding is that the 2600 port was available only on PAL machines. How do you think that version stacks up? <laughs> Just let me know and thanks again for your feedback, Eugenio. I also received an email from Luke Meter. Here's what he said about Klax. Hi Mark, I hope this email finds you well and isn't too late for the Clax episode. Well, no Luke, I'm the one who's very late on this. I thought I'd share with you my experience with Klax and the Atari Lynx in general. Like yourself, I didn't pick up my first Lynx until much later in life, but it still has an important presence in some of my earliest memories. Growing up, my family didn't have the means for indulgent purchases like video games, so all of my early gaming happened on school computers or at friends' houses. Growing up in Australia, Sega had a strong market presence. And after seeing my friend's new Master System too, I had fallen head over heels in love with the inbuilt game Alex Kidd in Miracle World. I had made my choice. I was officially a Sega kid. The Game Boy was still the most popular handheld in the early 90s here, but my heart belonged to Sega, so I spent my days dreaming of owning a Game Gear. More specifically, a Game Gear with the optional TV tuner. Gimmicks like that really appealed to me as a boy, and that's where the Lynx comes in. I vividly remember looking at the links in a store catalog and discussing with my friends how the screen could be flipped to accommodate left-handed players. Strangely, this incredible piece of innovation really spoke to me, despite being right-handed. It wasn't the 16-bit technology or advanced graphics that appealed to me. It was the one function I didn't need. I guess that's the kind of kid I was. I loved innovation and I loved the underdog. But, alas, Atari didn't have Sonic and they didn't have Alex Kidd, so the links disappeared into my subconscious. Fast forward to the present and I'm a 37 year old man with a passion for video games and video game collecting. Last year, while on one of my regular trips around eBay, I stumbled across something I hadn't given much thought to for the past 27 years. A complete in-box Atari Lynx 2, and at a reasonable price no less. I decided to pull the trigger and get to know the ugly duckling I met all those years ago. I bought a copy of Clax as my first game, and when it finally arrived, I took it out of the box and turned on my Atari Lynx for the very first time. The moment I pressed the on button and heard the tell-tale crackle from the speaker, I was in love. The beautiful design of the console itself, the brightly colored screen and the incredible graphics, the speaker so powerful you could feel the vibrations from the funky bass in the Klax theme song, and even the unique portrait orientation of the game. It all combined to give me a feeling of retro nostalgia I rarely experienced. I immediately made use of the screen flip function to play with the D-pad on the bottom, surely the best way to play it. That seemingly redundant piece of innovation I had loved when I was a child suddenly had a use. I was hooked. That ugly duckling from 27 years ago had become a beautiful swan. I had made my choice. I was officially a lynx man. I immediately put a hold on collecting for all other consoles and made a vow to focus on this system alone. Some quick research revealed the games are surprisingly affordable, and that the catalog being quite small meant that it was realistic to aim for a complete set, something I had never been motivated to do before. Since that day, my Lynx library has grown to somewhere around 40 sealed games. I do intend to open all of them, of course, but as we all know, sometimes we can get so caught up in the hunting, we forget to put time aside to actually play them. I have, however, played a lot of Klax. And while I wouldn't consider myself good at the game, I do love it. The addictive gameplay, the scaling graphics, the digitized voice, the increasing intensity and volume as the tiles rattle towards you. It all feels so far ahead of its time and it reignites that same obsession with innovation that I felt as a child. Neither Klax nor the Atari Lynx are perfect, but they both have something very few consoles do. Charm. And they have it in spades i have truly enjoyed the handicast over the past six months and i eagerly await each episode as it comes out the hard work you put into creating them is evident and i hope they continue for a long time to come keep up the great work eat sleep links repeat
1: hey wait a minute that's my line
0: regards luke meter wow luke i really appreciate your email it sounds like you've really latched on to the Links in the same way that I did nearly three years ago. And kudos to you for making Klax the first cartridge to get for your Lynx too. You seem well on the way towards a complete set of original release games, having already acquired 40 sealed copies with only 31 left to go. Which reminds me, when collecting for the Links or any game system for that matter, it's important to play the games we all collect. Buying them in sealed CIB condition is good and all, but sometimes we collectors get so wrapped up in acquiring additions for our collections that we forget the real reason we want them in the first place. So Linksters, do what Luke does and what I try to do every day. Play your games. After all, a sealed Lynx game is sad. A played Lynx game is happy. Finally, Luke, thank you so much for your praise of the Handicast. Of course, as you know, you've been eagerly awaiting the next episode for not one month, but for 12 months. Sorry about that. But chances are that by now you've already completed your Lynx collection and can play any game I cover as I get to them. Thanks again, Luke. And that's it for emails.
1: Audio submissions.
0: I've received five audio submissions for Clacks for this episode. Keep it up, Linksters. First of all, I received an audio submission from Curtis Herod or Cujo, at 86Cujo on Twitter. Here's what Curtis had to say about Klax.
6: So we wrapped all the epics titles, huh? Uncharted territory. But maybe this is where the handicap heats up. Hear me out. The audio feedbacks are getting tasty. And you know what? Maybe it's time to get serious. Is our brain big enough? <laughs> Can you dig it? The Lynx gamers have known something for over 30 years that the rest of the world is just kind of figuring out, and that is how to make your world smaller. What do I mean? Sure, the Game Boy won. You want to talk the War of 89? The Game Boy won. But you had to play with the lights on, and it was a communal experience, no question. Lynx gamers had something different. They didn't have to go to bed when everybody else went to bed. And you know what? You and the Lynx have had a secret since the first time you turned it on. It's almost Pavlovian, the high score screen on California games. I didn't talk that the first time around. Don't worry, Mark. I'm going to keep this family friendly. But you know that at the beginning of that high score screen, there was something on the horizon. It was a secret. You didn't go running off to your folks about that. It was the high score roller skater. What does that have to do with anything? I think I got the links to in college. They brought it out again, one final push, packed it in with a bunch of games. It was like a hundred bucks. Clax was in that mix. Um, we're talking clax, right? Clax is no Tetris. But Tetris is no clax. Sure. If you got like the four block on Tetris, the Game Boy with its impressive sound chip would make that little squeal, you know? But you could literally turn. The clax game on. You know it. I I, I hope I'm not out of line, Mark. There was a girl's voice that would like giggle or something. I would play Clacks in my college dorm room. People were literally stacked up, pun intended. And I was playing the Lynx vertical top bunk. In a building with about 300 people in it, you could be in your own world with the Lynx. You could be stacking it up with the headphones on. But at the end of the day, do I love it as a puzzle game? Not a lot. If you gotta know, you, you gotta go with the metallic hand with the uh, kind of stars in the background. That's the most ponderous anyway. Did I love clocks? No. But did it give us an excuse to look at the links in a different way? Yeah, it did. Wow,
0: Cujo, you never failed to turn any of my preconceived notions about a game, a gamer, or an experience on its head. You definitely have a unique outlook on what the Lynx is, or can be, or could have been, and you always open my mind to a different perspective with your audio submissions. And thanks, I think, in part to yourself, I've been receiving more audio submissions for the games I'm covering on the Handicast. I've got five for this episode alone. So the secret is getting out, not just about Klax, or the Pavlovian hot skater babe on the California Games high score screen, but about the awesome power that the Lynx had, and still has, to enthrall everyone from Lynx newbies like myself to hardcore gamers such as yourself. And even if you're not a big fan of puzzle games, you still took the time to praise Clax for what it is and what it set out to do. To take anyone, a college student on a bunk bed or an old timer like myself, to a different world, even with the lights off. So thanks, as always, Cujo, for your very interesting feedback. It really made my day. (laughs) I also received another submission from Scott Terrell. Here are his thoughts on Klax.
7: Hello, Mark and Monty. This is Scott, and I'm here to record an audio submission for the game Klax. Uh, First of all, uh, though, you had asked about what games I owned um, when I had a Lynx earlier. And uh, sorry, this would be kind of a boring (laughs) uh, recitation of a list of games, but... Um, the games that I remember having uh, back in the 90s and early 2000s were APB, Awesome Golf, Blue Lightning, California Games, Electrocop, Gauntlet, Hard Drivin', Hydro, Paperboy, Rampage, Rampart, Scrapyard Dog, Slime World, Runner, Turbo Sub, Viking Child, and Warbirds. And of course, I also owned Klax, which is uh, this shows game to discuss. Clax is probably my most played game, actually, back uh, back when I had it. And I remember playing it in college and playing it an awful lot. Uh, I just absolutely loved this game. Um, Love the sound effects. Uh, it's a great example of using the vertical uh, orientation of the link screen. The controls are great. Um, gameplay is great if you like this kind of puzzle game. Um, I absolutely was addicted to clax when I was in college and it is one of the, um, only, well, it's one of the few games that I remember, uh, playing to completion and I can't really think of anything negative to say about this game. I really enjoy it. I like that you can uh, use the special warps to get ahead um, and not have to go through everything uh, when you're you know, playing to try to go for later levels. The sound effects are, uh, are just really well done and a lot of fun. Uh, you, know, you, you feel a little twinge of remorse when, you, <laughs> when you're a little child topples off the edge with that agonizing Wilhelm scream. Uh, it's just really well done, uh, even though it doesn't have background music. Uh, I think that the way that the the tiles keep coming down faster and faster uh, and clicking down is just really effective. Kind of it reminds me of Asteroids, you know, the heartbeat kind of sound, you know, just kind of the way it builds up and intensifies. It really, you know, gets gets the tension going when you're playing this game. It's just uh, a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of strategy. It's a really difficult game, gets really frantic. Um, so actually, you know, I really had to be kind of in the mood to play this game in a way, because it would actually stress me out a bit uh, when you get into the more uh, crazy levels. Uh, it's, I mean, it just gets really intense, but I really, really, if uh, anybody loves uh, this type of game, like Tetris style games, then I definitely uh, would recommend going out and playing Klax. And it's kind of a great example of the Lynx library at its best, Uh, just really, really good conversions of great um, Atari games, coin ops of the day. You know things like Paperboy and APB. You know they really did a good job bringing those uh, those games home to the to the link screen. So anyway, thanks again for everything that you're doing and the great job on the show. And I hope to talk to you soon. It is 2019, and there is definitely time for clacks.
0: Hey Scott, thanks so much for taking the time to provide an audio submission. And, yes, there is definitely time for Clax, even in 2020. First of all, thanks so much for listing the games that you had for your links back in the Ferg. It sounds like you had a pretty broad selection of different game types from which to choose from during your college years. So, kudos to you. A collection like that back in my college years would have meant that I wouldn't get too much studying done. And I really agree with you on all of your points regarding clax. It is a phenomenal game that shows the best of what the Lynx could do, with great sound effects, controls, gameplay, really everything. As you've already heard, like yourself, I have no negatives about the game at all. And yes, it does stress me out a lot, too, especially when the tile clicking gets faster and faster in the later levels. So, thank you for your kind words about the Handicast. Keep listening and Lynxing, and thanks again for your audio submission, Scott. (laughs) The third audio submission about clacks that I received was from Bobby Tribble. Let's listen.
5: It is the 90s and there is time for clacks. Shouldn't that be it is the 90s and it is time for clacks? I mean, I guess it's true there was time for clacks in the 90s, but it doesn't seem very special when you phrase it that way. Uh, Either way, that phrase never appeared in the Lynx version, so I guess let's just move on. Um, First off, let me apologize. I think I committed an audio faux pas in my last submission. I'm currently making my way through other Game by Game podcasts, specifically No Square Gamer's 7800 Game by Game podcast, and I realize I used a frowned upon phrase back in the... uh, Let's uh, just replace it with back in the 90s, which is when there was time for clacks. So, of course, Tetris was a phenomenon in the 80s. Atari had a great arcade version of it and was all prepped with its home conversion of that. Sega had their Genesis version of Tetris ready to go as well, but as we know, Nintendo swooped in and stole it from everyone, just like they would later steal Tetrisphere off the Atari Jaguar, But um, anyway, that's a story for another podcast. All I'm saying is that as far as I know, it basically left Atari and Sega to make their not-Tetris games of the 90s, uh, Clax and Columns. And out of those two, Clax was definitely the more popular. It was ported to everything, even explicably the Game Boy. The black and white Game Boy. Why would you do that? So, I do enjoy the puzzle game genre, Match 3, whatever you want to call it. Um That was a brand new genre at the time that I was just discovering. I also really loved arcade games back in the nineties, so basically Clacks was right up my alley. But in the case of Clacks, I actually had the Genesis version and not the Lynx version. Yeah, sorry, uh let me explain a bit. My early 90s game playing time was split between my beloved Genesis and my equally, if not more so, beloved Lynx. Even though the Lynx is a portable system, I played it pretty exclusively inside. It was basically another home console for me, so for Clacks, I gravitated to the version I could play on TV, mostly because I could avoid my Lynx position. Uh, That's me on the floor on my knees, kneeling with my arms propped up on the bed holding the Lynx, like I was doing some weird Lynx prayer or something. Now I realize most people play the Lynx sitting probably on the couch like a normal person looking down at the game they're playing, but I have a thing where I get a pounding headache when I look down like that for more than 5 or 10 minutes. So that weird kneeling position is basically how I played the Lynx almost all of the time. So, with all that said, I recently went and looked at a YouTube video comparing a bunch of conversions of Klax, and even though I played a lot of the Genesis version, the Lynx version is actually more arcade accurate than the Genesis version, especially when it comes to sound effects and timing of the gameplay. The fact that a $99 handheld console, which includes its own screen, holds its own against a full-powered TV console version is great evidence of why I love the Lynx so much. It's just a powerful, cool machine, and this was a great version of the arcade game. And typical of Lynx games, a lot of effort was made to include everything possible from the arcade. All the modes, graphics, sound effects, voices, stereo sound, uh, even a good view of the playfield with the vertical orientation. The only thing missing was the two-player mode but Klax never really had a two-player mode anyway. Pro tip time. Okay, I'm not a pro, but still. Maybe the main thing people may overlook when playing Klax is being wowed and frozen in place watching the little show that you get when you complete a clax. You can still move your paddle around and make matches, and in fact, that's an easy way to get a lot more points, even if you're just going for the three in a row vertical matches. Just store a few tiles on your paddle, make the first match, then quickly make the other matches right afterwards. In the heat of gameplay, it can be hard to tell when the column is full or when your paddle is full, so the clang sound effect can be pretty handy as well. So, a lot of care was put into Clacks to make it close to the arcade, but also fun to play. You can check all the boxes of what makes Clacks and still have a dud. Case in point, there was, just last year, a PlayStation 4, actually a PlayStation VR game called Virtugo. It looks like Clacks, so I checked it out. But, unfortunately, it's not fun Clacks. It's a boring, repetitive version with plain graphics, boring sound, and poor controls. It's kind of like the developers went as far to make a playable version of Clacks and then stopped. That's not so with the Lynx version. So if you're curious about... game Clax, or just puzzle games in general, the Lynx port is a great version of it to check out. Just remember, try to make some big matches so you can get some reactions from the Clax woman and not just a smattering of golf applause. I give this game four Clax tile matches out of five and it will definitely eat your lunch.
0: Well, Bobby, it's actually okay to say back in the day. You probably know that Ferg, host of the long-running 2600 Game by Game podcast, had expressed his dislike of that phrase early on in his podcast. In fact, his dislike for that phrase was so pronounced that his listeners began saying back in the Ferg instead. And that's the phrase I tend to use even today. But rest assured that Ferg has mellowed out now and he is okay with anyone saying it. I,
1: for one, am not okay with it.
0: Uh, All right, Monty, I promise not to ever say it in your presence. And if I receive any feedback that uses the phrase at all, I will bleep it out. Thank you. Anyway Bobby, I loved hearing about how you played Klax on the Lynx back in the sitting on the floor with your knees drawn up looking down at the screen. I doubt my old knees could take doing that for any length of time now, so I usually recline or sit upright in a well padded chair or on the bed whenever I want to play with my Lynx. You mentioned that the Lynx port of Klax was the most faithful to the arcade game except that it's missing the two player mode. I wonder how easy it would be to hack this game for Comlink's gameplay, either as competitors or in a co-op scenario. Let's get on that, developers. Also I checked out YouTube videos of the PlayStation VR game VirtuGo that you mentioned, and it is a spot on copy of Clax. It looks interesting, but I don't care for the background music that was included in the game, and you're right that the fun factor is definitely missing. The Lynx version is better. So, you gave Klax four tile matches out of five. That's a pretty high score, and one on which I agree. Thanks for your audio feedback, Bobby. It's always welcome, and I really enjoyed hearing from you. I also received another submission from R.D. Reynolds. Here's what he said about Klax.
2: Hey, hey, Mark and the Atari Handycast. It's R.D. Reynolds again from WrestleCrab.com. And Russell Crap Radio. You know, it was really cool to hear on a recent episode of yours uh, that we have mutual listeners. That's that is, It is a small world. I totally dig it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've had a Lynx for many, many years. Uh, I know back into the '90s. I may have. I don't even remember when I first got my Lynx. Uh, but I've had a Lynx one, a Lynx two. Uh, Lynx two is my primary system now. Uh, totally dig the Lynx. I just thought it was so cool. Uh, and I still think it's just a neat little system. I love California games. As I had mentioned, it's one of my favorite games ever, not just, uh, you know, games on the links. It's one of my, I just think it's a fantastic game. It's a perfect way to spend 90. When you have 90 seconds, there's no better way to spend that 90 seconds than playing California games on your links. I love that. And, um, you know, I saw you were going to do an episode on clacks and I thought I should probably do another audio submission for that uh, because I know a little bit about Klax. I have actually owned a Klax arcade machine in addition to owning the cartridge on the Lynx. Right now I am helping uh, with a charity arcade with Rupert Bonham of the television show Survivor. He was also on The Amazing Race. He has a charity uh, called Rupert's Kids. And down in Shelbyville, Indiana, we have Rupert's Kids Arcade. And when we were opening that arcade, I thought, you know, I want to go find some different games that you don't see everywhere else. Um, And one of those games was Klax. As I said, I always dug Klax. Uh, You know, where it says, it is the 90s and there's time for Klax. That is that is so absurd and so awesome. I mean, how many games have ever documented the decade they were made in their attract mode? So anyway, at the arcade, I was trying to find these games to bring in, and I thought, you know what? I would I would like to bring in a version of Klax, and I found a version of Klax I had never seen before. I had seen the full upright version. Uh, I had seen a cabaret, a little mini version of it as well, and I happened upon a tabletop version kind of like uh something you would see at a bar like a Touchmaster or something like that and we got that and I said yeah it's Klax you know you can put quarters in it if you want to play the games that way uh it Rupert's it's it's free to play you just pay a five dollar donation for an hour ten dollars for the day and you can come in and play but this clax actually did take quarters and it was really really neat I loved that game and no one played it <clears throat> I was so sad you know, we had uh, we also had Tetris, and that never really got played played as well. Arcade Tetris. I guess that puzzle games from the 80s and 90s aren't appealing to arcade goers in the year 2019. Anyway, like I said, I always like Clacks. Had it on the Lynx. I think the version on the Lynx is technically great. The graphics look great. The sound is arcade perfect. I mean, let's be realistic. Arcade ports are really tricky on older systems. Uh, the arcade uh, systems were always more powerful, uh, so it made it really hard for developers to go in and try and put that information onto a small cartridge. I always hated whenever the NES would get ports because they would always just make them, okay, it, 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 they never played like the arcade games. But the links, the links absolutely did. If you look at Ninja Gaiden, And I love Ninja Gaiden on the NES, but it's nothing like the arcade game. Ninja Gaiden on the Lynx, exactly like the arcade game. But whenever I look at arcade games, and we're going to go back to Klax, one of the things with Klax is it has a fatal flaw for me on the Lynx. And that is you have to hold the system vertically. It's very... Very, it just never feels right to me whenever I have a game on the links and I have to hold the system vertically. I understand why the developers did that, it gives you the maximum use of the screen, but it just doesn't feel right to me. It's also weird because in the arcade, the links, different arcade games will have horizontal or vertical orientation Donkey Kong for instance is vertical Pac-Man is vertical Space Invaders is vertical so I could understand if Clax was a vertical game in the arcade why you would do that but Clax is not a vertical game in the ar- arcade it is played on a horizontal monitor so it's something that just that makes it feel all the stranger to me I understand I mean the the arcade version you could play two players side by side on the horizontal screen I understand that, but it was just something else that was a disconnect for me on the links. Now, having said all that, I would still give that game a solid rating. I think it probably would have been Hall of Fame for me, though, if you could have had it play horizontal. It would have been cool if the developers, that they could have taken the time to have an option where you could play vertical or horizontal. I understand uh, timing is everything, and I understand why they didn't, but it just would have been neat. Anyway, I just want to say, keep up the great work. I really enjoy your podcast. Looking forward to reaching back out to you when you review another machine I have owned in the past. And there is a Lynx port of it, and it's a little game called Paperboy. I will look forward to sending in a submission then. Until then, keep on Lynxing, my friend.
0: Thanks, RD. Yeah, it's really cool that both of our podcasts seem to have some of the same listeners, and if any of your listeners out there are listening to the Handicast right now, I'd like to say welcome. It's also really cool that you are a big fan of California games on the links. In fact, I doubt you'll find too many people that would disagree with you on that one. I think it's great that you were able to find a Clax cabinet, actually a tabletop version, for Rupert's Kids Arcade. But it's a shame that not more people play it. I guess, as you mentioned, puzzle games are just not as big a draw now as they were back in the 90s. Maybe it's because puzzle games are so ubiquitous on mobile devices these days. I don't know. You bring up a good point that, with the links, Atari did it absolutely right in their ports of arcade titles, such as Klax and Ninja Gaiden, and so many others, including one you had an arcade cabinet for, Paperboy. By the way, Monty, when is the Paperboy episode of the Handicast coming up?
1: Paperboy will be covered on episode 22 of the cast, which is scheduled to air in October of 2020.
0: Oh uh, thanks Monty. So RD, it doesn't sound like you're a fan of the vertical orientation titles for the links. I admit that it does take some getting used to, but if you find it uncomfortable, try flipping the links to the left-handed play for these games. Doing that will put the D-pad on the bottom and the A and B buttons on the top. Maybe that would work better for you. Anyway, I'm really glad that you're enjoying the Handicast. Thanks so much for your kind words about it, and especially for your audio submission. Keep on lynxing yourself, R.D. That music means that I've also got an audio submission from Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast, who continues his perfect attendance score for providing an audio submission for each and every episode of the Handicast so far. Here's what Shinto said about his experience with Clacks.
3: It was the 90s, but I had no time for Clacks. Well, that's not true. This was life before children, and if now is any indication, I had nothing but time in the 90s. What I didn't have, well, was Clacks. I... Never saw this one in the arcade, um, never played any of its many home ports. The first time I heard about the game was in a magazine review for the Lynx version. EGM seemed to like it, but despite that, I didn't seek it out. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in stores, or if I did, I was there to buy something else instead. So I didn't play Klax in the arcade or any of its home ports until around 2004, when I got Midway Arcade Treasures for the Xbox, I finally got to try out what EGM surprisingly liked, and you know what? I liked it too. It's a neat game, a fun game. Challenging, certainly. So in that port on the Xbox, I got up to a high score uh, on a per-credit average of 30,483. I played it on my PlayStation Portable, got the Midway collection for that too, and there I was able to beat my Xbox per-credit average with 38,365 points. There's a separate overall high score table in these games. My top score on the Xbox is 151,000-something, but that's using multiple credits, so all it really proved was that I had pumped a few virtual tokens into the game, and not a big test of skill there. Hey, look at me, I can push the Y button a few times. I think it was Y. It's been a while. So I, I thought about buying Klax for the links, but... You know, the impetus wasn't there. I had two other ways of playing Klax, uh, the arcade version at that, and, you know, one might argue that the PSP is actually more portable than an Atari Lynx. Really. So, why spend the money to get the Lynx version? When my brother gave me his Lynx collection a few years ago to merge with my own, I was surprised to find Klax among his games. I thought I knew all the games that he owned, but somehow I missed that one. So, I tried the game out there on the links, and wow, this is so close to the arcade version. The visuals, the sound effects, the gameplay, of course, the pacing, it's as close to perfect as one could ask. You don't get the um, intro text from the arcade, Uh, it is the 90s and there is time for clacks, which I guess doesn't age well, but instead you get a vibrant and active title screen with a theme song, and that's a pretty good trade-off in my book. I briefly tried out the TurboGrafx 16 port. Uh, Got that one standing by for when Bryce covers it on the TurboTastic podcast. And it's got the arcade title screen, but none of the sound effects, really. It's eerily silent. I tried out the prototype on the 7800 and the PAL version on the 2600. And they're both impressive for what they are, but none of these, uh, none of these three, can really hold a candle to the Lynx version. Speaking of candle holding, my top score on the Lynx is far above my midway collection score, 45,712. My biggest complaint about Clacks on the Lynx, actually, is that I need to flip the screen every time I play it. Vertical games, to me, work best with the buttons up top and the D-pad below. Gauntlet was the same way. It's a personal preference thing. uh Sure, I could never get used to the D-pad on the top with gauntlets, so I eh, didn't even try here. But other than that, yeah, top-notch Clax implementation here on the links. To be honest, though, I really haven't given Clax much of my time. Maybe that's why my scores are so lame. But I-, I find that I can only give it one or two consecutive attempts before I put it away for a while. It might not be as addictive as, say, Tetris, which... To be honest, is a game that Klax will always be held up to in comparison. But when I do find time for Klax here in the late 2010s, teens whatever this decade is called, the version on the Lynx is fantastic.
0: Well, thanks so much, Shinto. I always love hearing about your game-playing memories, whether it's on the Lynx, the Xbox, the PlayStation Portable, the TurboGrafx, or any other system. I also love when you relate your memories of your Lynx collection, both yours and the one your brother gave to you. It's so cool that you never really lost most of your collection over the years. And given that you know your high scores for Klax on several retro systems, I think the entire retro gaming community is lucky that you still possess that famous high score binder. It sounds like you're a pro at almost all versions of Klax, by the way. At least your high scores seem to suggest so. And it's interesting that you flip your links for playing vertically-oriented games such as Klax and Gauntlet the Third Encounter. Before doing research for this episode, I had never really thought of doing that. Finally, you are wondering what we should call this decade. I call it the 2010s, but your mileage may vary. But since this decade is actually over now, what we call it now might actually be moot. As always, Shinto, thanks for continuing to put out quality content with the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast. And especially thank you for your audio submissions to the Handicast. Cheers! And many, many thanks to everyone who took the time to contribute their thoughts and memories to this episode, either by comments, emails, or audio submissions. I really do appreciate it. It up. And that's the last wave I have for Clacks. I really hope everyone enjoyed my coverage of this top port of a top arcade puzzle game. So, Monty, what do you think of Clacks? I
1: um, can't talk. On my sixteenth game, made it to wave eighty-nine. Can't stop now. Addicted.
0: Okay, Monty, I guess it's obvious that you've really gotten into clacks, so I will just leave you to it for now.
1: Many thanks.
0: In the next episode of the Atari Lynx Handicast, I will be covering another great title, Warbirds. So, if you have any feedback for episode 13, Warbirds, please try to get that feedback to me as soon as possible so that I can at least make an attempt at keeping the Handicast on schedule. And episodes of the Handicast coming up after Warbirds are Episode 14, Kicks or Quicks Episode 15, Basket Brawl Episode 16, Robo Squash Episode 17, Road Blasters And Episode 18, World Class Fussball Soccer Join me then, won't you? Until then, Linksters, keep on Linking. Leaving so soon? are in order for the Free Music Archive, which allows for the song 8-Bit Core by Dagirajus to be used as the opening and closing theme music for the Atari Lynx Handicast under the Creative Commons license. The Free Music Archive also allows for the following songs and artists to be used in this episode. Clear Progress, Driven to Success, Inspirational Outlook, Little Idea, Origin 1, Origin 2, and Upbeat Party, all by Scott Holmes i would also like to thank ferg of the atari 2600 game by game podcast shinto of the atari jaguar game by game podcast and zerby of the many zerbinator land podcasts including the excellent please stand by podcast the help and inspiration that ferg shinto and zerby have provided in my brief podcasting experience are invaluable to me and i really appreciate it finally i would also like to give my heartfelt thanks to my beautiful wife lizzie she has put up with me and with this strange podcasting thing, with the patience of a saint, and I could never fully repay her, but I will definitely try.
1: Nudge nudge, snap snap, grin grin, wink wink, say no more. The Atari Lynx Handicast is a proud member of the Throwback Network. You can listen to all of the great retro-themed podcasts on the network, including this one, by visiting throwbacknetwork.com. Episodes of the Atari Lynx Handycast can be found on Apple Podcasts. Please take time to leave a review of the Atari Lynx Handycast on Apple Podcasts so that other interested listeners can easily find the Handycast. You can also find the Atari Links Handicast on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, on Spotify, and on TuneIn. While you're at it, be sure to check out the Atari Links Handicast website at atarilinkshandicast.net. All of the episodes can be found there, including show notes and a list of upcoming episodes. And you can visit the Atari Links Handicast blog page at atarilinkshandicast.blogspot.com. Also, you can subscribe to the Atari Links Handicast on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash Atari And you can follow the Atari Links Handicast on Twitter. Just search on Twitter for Links Handicast. Finally, you can send Mark Little an email and let him know what you think about any episode of the Atari Links Handycast. You can also provide your own feedback about any Atari Lynx games. And you can even suggest future topics or possible interview subjects for future episodes. Or you can just simply say, Hi. Just write to him at, Mark, at, Atari
4: Thank
1: you, for listening to this episode, of the Atari Lynx Handicast. This is Monta Haddisham, wishing you a good evening.
0: And finally, in August of 2019, Saw... Finally, at the lower left of the back... Hmm... Finally, at the lower left of the back of the carton is the Atari Fuji logo in black. Hmm, let's try that again. The Atari High Age. <laughs> the Atari High Age. Well, that's enough LinkedIn notes for the episode of. A, well, that's enough LinkedIn notes for this episode of the. Uh, and printed on the bottom left inside tab of the Clex. And printed on the bottom left inside tab. La la la. Toy boat, toy boat. Excuse me. Who am I saying excuse me to? The carton for Clax is a regular-sized, full-color, standard flab. <laughs> standard flab again. Something I have plenty of.
2: TV now concludes its broadcast day kla TV operates on UHF Channel 31 with 1,620,000 watts of radiated power. kla TV is an affiliate of the American Broadcasting Company and is owned and operated by Cypress Communications Incorporated. Good night. The Atari Lynx Handicast is made possible by a grant from the Telesearch Group
3: and by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you.